0: Jesus,
1: this could be what we need to kickstart this damn thing.
0: Hey, hey, maybe you're not wrong. Maybe we're actually onto something.
1: Yeah, maybe uh, be just a scandal. Uh,
0: so, did Clint call you on Saturday? By any chance? Who? Clint.
1: Clint Williams?
0: Yes, it was yes, Deuce.
1: Um, not that I recall. Okay. Was he supposed to? No, no. Oh, okay.
0: So, alrighty.
1: Obviously, I've missed something
0: here. So. No, he called me on Saturday, so I didn't know if he had called you two.
1: Okay. You two have known each other longer, so. Eh, yeah, I, I guess we have. Trust me, I mean, you yeah. have. So I'm guessing at this point we still have a TV station?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, For well, they're, they'll be back in court tomorrow, so we'll see.
1: Oh, cool. <laughs> All righty then.
0: Yeah. Yeah
1: Rollicking good times
0: Oh, it's it's the best good times yeah. uh, So, speaking about not having stuff uh, Did you hear about Bill Simmons getting suspended?
1: Yeah, like three weeks for Dog Talk And um, Roger Goodell or Was it Roger Goodell or yeah. Adam Silver?
0: Oh yeah, it was Goodell.
1: Goodell okay I couldn't remember who I'd seen it was I was about to say I mean, the, he, he shouldn't have any problems with Adam Silver yet
0: No, no, he, he loves Adam Silver
1: we all do. He's a dookie, but he's one of the good ones. Oh, is he really? I didn't know that. Yeah, he's a dookie. Oh, just
0: a, sli- a slight notch down that in my mind for Adam Silver. Uh, du- well, Duke
1: down. Law, you know, we can deal with Duke Law. That doesn't mean he had to go there for undergrad. That's true. That is true. That's fine. Yeah, boy. Uh,
0: yeah, well, boy. Uh, he actually uh, said, what did he say? Um...
1: It was an expletive-filled tirade. It
0: actually wasn't that bad. We've gone on more expletive-filled tirades, I feel. Um, well,
1: I also have, the, um, I also have the, uh, the medium to do that. So.
0: True. Uh, he said, here's what he said. He's like, uh, Goodell, if he didn't know what was on that tape, he's a liar. I'm just saying it. He is lying. If you put him up on a lie detector de- test, that guy would fail. For all these people to pretend that they didn't know is such bullshit. It really is. It's such bullshit. For him to go into that press conference and pretend otherwise, I was so insulted. Uh, and then he went on to say, uh, I really hope somebody calls me or emails me and says I'm in trouble for anything I say about Roger Goodell because if one person says that to me, I'm going public. You leave me alone. The commissioner is a liar and I get to talk about that on my podcast. Thank you. So that's the thing. Like he basically invited bullshit. the suspension. Uh,
1: but I mean, here we are. I mean, as uh, you know, as podcasters ourselves, mm-hmm. that's bullshit. Let well, me we get in trouble for that. No, no. Stupid ESPN.
0: At worst, he should have been. He should have been brought in and be like, "Look, you're our biggest pe our biggest mouthpiece. People actually listen to you." And most of them with not as much contempt as our two first take guys. So please, please in the future, don't do this as vigorously as you just did. Don't don't make us suspend you, please. That's what should have happened. That's what th- they should have brought him into a room and be like, please, don't do this. Just you go. don't do it. Don't don't be don't be such a tremendous a hole about it. Please, thanks. Now go back to Grantland. That's that's all they had to do, but no three weeks.
1: Three weeks? That's ridiculous. I wonder how they came up with three weeks.
0: Um, because I think that's right before his, his uh, NBA show with Jalen Rose is supposed to start.
1: I mean, I was wondering. I mean, does that give them enough time to once again? I mean, like totally bury the story that they want to try to bury? So, I
0: you see, I don't know. I I I was surprised, especially because it seemed like. ESPN was actually doing a good job of calling out the NFL all of a sudden, especially after that incredibly terrible Goodell press conference. And, <laughs> then, and then when Bisadi, or however you say his name, from the Ravens called them out, they were like, oh no, our practices are fine. You know, I, if, if anything, I thought they were starting to get like super serious about, you know, go, kind of being – going after the NFL and <laughs> –
1: yeah, no, man, we can't a, we can't we can't do that in the long run they they can't do that he's so. the
0: it's the cash cow
1: no doubt man oh.
0: baby. you know you know what you know what isn't a cash cow
1: the only sports show podcast absolutely but you know what it
0: is it's our 21st one west bradshaw we <laughs> can drink we can smoke pot we can vote i, th- uh, actually, well, I think i think we can do it 18
1: actually, actually, and, uh, i don't believe any age gives you the uh legal right to smoke pot but anyway in my household
0: you can children that have not yet been born and i do not yet live in a state where smoking pot is legal okay can we start doing this show in colorado uh
1: be fine with me if think if uh, someone pays for my money expenses i'm fine with that
0: all right we'll work on that uh it is episode 21 of the all new sports of the podcast it is of course. Wes Bradshaw alongside myself, Edward Green, and we have a tremendous show to talk about today. Wes, quite frankly, I, I feel like we could spend about three hours just talking about the Premier League and what happened this past weekend. We're not going to,
1: Thank but, God. but we
0: probably could.
1: Uh, no, no, I don't want to. It was terrible.
0: Oh well I, I know there was there was a lot of there was a lot of bad feelings. Um, some which may have been brought slightly back up with FA Cup Cupity Cup Cup Capital One Cup Company Cup action. I love the Capital One Cup. I, I didn't love it for about 60 minutes today, but I loved it for the last 35. Uh, we'll also take a quick peek over at Spain and Germany and ask, what's wrong with Bayern Munich? Shrugging shoulders. Uh, We'll also have the latest reports on the 2022 World Cup. Uh, We'll talk a little Major League Baseball with the playoffs just around the corner. Uh, We'll talk about college football in the sense that Clemson, quite frankly, could not have Clemsoned any harder than they did Saturday night.
1: No matter how how much they tried.
0: No, they they tried not to Clemson, and then they remembered their Clemson. Uh, We'll also hit the zeitgeist with some more NFL stuff. We'll dip into... uh, of what was a pretty ugly sight this weekend after an innocuous tweet by Mario Balotelli and racism rearing its ugly head with him. Uh, we'll also, of course, Wes, I saw you as always tweeting about it on Monday night. We have a Sora to get to, and we had a we had a pay-per-view this Sunday we're going to have good. to talk about. So we'll things have it.
1: These are finally happening again. Oh, oh,
0: I love narrative. So we'll talk about that in Sora. Of course, if you want to talk about it with us, you can just get in on the conversation at any of our social media venues. You can follow us on Twitter at allnewport Show uh, or get us on our personal Twitter feeds at West Bradshaw 21 and at Edward Green. You can also get us on Facebook at facebook.com/allnewsports show instagram instagram.com/allnewport show. Uh, all our videos also on youtube.com/ the new sports Show and uh, allnew sports show at gmail.com is our email. Of course, please send your letters and parcels. Um, you know what? Screw it. Send your live animals if you want to 1701 yes. <laughs> Sunset Avenue, two zero one, Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, 27804
1: West. I knew, I knew I'd eventually break you. We're 21. I feel like
0: you're responsible enough to take care of a live animal now.
1: Yes, I can have a puppy.
0: There you go. Please, please do not actually send puppies. And if you're going to, just, you know, maybe make a few holes in the box. Oh, uh, speaking of holes in the box, Wes, Premier League, let's talk about it.
1: Oh, holes in the box. That, that made me go to a totally different place. Oh, please um, don't. Please don't. Please. But, and even, that, uh, even a different place that might have something to do with So Raw later, but we'll get to that when we get to that.
0: Oh, wow. Fantastic. I'm excited now. Uh, <clears throat> we had a tremendous weekend in the Premier League. Not so much if you're a supporter of either my team or Wes's team. But you know what, Wes? There's something else happened that made the pain go away. And we'll get to that in a second. Of course, big matches in the Premier League this past weekend. Uh, Arsenal getting a big win at Aston Villa, 3-0. Burnley and Sunderland playing to an amazing 0-0 draw. Newcastle and Hull playing to a 2-2 draw.
1: Swansea
0: suddenly looking vulnerable. They lose to a resurgent Southampton 1-0 at Swansea. And, Wes, your other Saturday result we must talk about. West Ham United 3, Liverpool 1. An unfortunate loss for the team from Anfield. Two goals in the first eight minutes for West Ham. Raheem Sterling tries to pull them back at the 26th minute mark with a tremendous goal Lazo from just outside the box. But it was Morgan Amalfitano... Abel Fatano, who put it in the 88th minute, put the game away for the Hammers. Wes, what
1: happened? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't really uh, keep up with it this weekend. I had some uh, knitting to catch up on. It's amazing how
0: your Premier League uh, talk goes down as Liverpool loses.
1: So uh, how about Uh, about those baseball playoffs coming up, man? Those are... uh... Those are really looking good, aren't they? <laughs> we'll talk about those in a
0: few minutes unless you're a fan from Seattle.
1: Uh, luckily, as a Boston fan, I gave up on baseball about six months ago. So. You and me both. Um, Liverpool, Liverpool, Liverpool. Where do we go for it? Um, right now, you know, still... I think I can use this excuse for about another two weeks and then it's gone. Uh still blooding in some new guys. Yeah, yeah. New lineups, new blah 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 blah. You know, all that good stuff.
0: Did you like the back line real quick? Did you like the back line of Lovren, Moreno, Manquillo and Skirtle?
1: No. Um I just I believe at this point I don't I don't think Skirtles I mean, Skirtle's not a hundred percent at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's battling back from an injury. Sako and Lovren, it just seems like those two are not communicating at the back very well. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a little, a little depressing at the moment because, you know, uh, both of those guys, the last two years have been brought in and, you know, Lovren especially is, you know, seen as the future, you know, the leader of that back line. um, and those two still be still seem to be having some communication problems, um, for whatever that's worth. Um, I mean, it's just right now it's it, it's weird. It's it's like it's weird to watch Liverpool play because you know they they want to play like they did last year, but they just don't have the horses for it right now. Yeah. So, um, with uh, Sturridge injured. And the fact that, um, in the words of, I guess, to paraphrase Rick Pitino, uh, Luis Suarez is not walking through that door. It's true. Um, It's kind of like Liverpool's trying to find an identity at the moment. And the problem is they're just not good enough right now with what they're doing to, you know, to be able to mask those deficiencies at the back line. Um I mean, I still think this is a team that can come good. I think it's a team that will come good. Um I just I think they've already kind of played themselves out of a shot at the championship. Mm-hmm. Um I still think top four is a possibility. Certainly. But they're gonna have to figure it out here in the next month and then they're gonna have to play some really lights up football the rest of the year. Um
0: I also noticed uh Lucas getting the start with Lolana. Coming on as a substitute, is that more Lalana still maybe not being fit to start, or or is this kind of the plan for a guy who they they signed from Southampton over the, the signing period?
1: Um, I think they're still just trying to blood him in a little bit. Uh, not not starting with uh, or starting Lucas. If you ever see Lucas and uh, Steven Gerrard in the same lineup again, that's a bad thing. <laughs> I mean that literally gives you no push going forward because you're still gonna they're still gonna ask Steven Gerrard to play sitting in front of that defense, and for whatever reason they then turn around and say, "Okay, Lucas, you go forward." Um, Lucas, no go forward. Yeah. That does not work. Yeah. Pretty much at all. That does not work. That is a uh, that's a very bad um job to ask Lucas to perform um. <sighs> It's it's just, uh, you know, right, you know, last year, what made them so dangerous going forward was that, um, was the passing. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, it was Sterling, Suarez, Sturridge, um, you know, those guys, the short passes, knocking the ball around, kind of like knowing where each other were going to be. And right now that's not there. Balotelli... I still think Balotelli is going to be a really good player for Liverpool, and he he's done well with what they've asked him to do. Yeah. The problem is, yeah, you know, everyone is looking for Balotelli to be the direct replacement for Suarez. They're totally different players. Mm-hmm. You know, Suarez was this fluid, you know, non-stop motion action guy who would trap back and just did so many things well. Balotelli is more your. You know, your classic target man. You know, the guy up front who you know you get the ball to. He holds up play, lets other people get in the box. You know, or he can turn and you know score a super goal, much like he did in the Champions League match. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just—he's not Suarez. He's not Suarez. Of course. And not. right now, right now, that's the problem.
0: Is uh—is there a hope going for like, is is? Do you feel Rogers has a plan right now, and that it's just it is just taking time for these guys to get together, or or are you a little bit worried about about what he's doing right now?
1: Um, no, I'm still one hundred percent a Brendan Rodgers guy. Um, I mean, you know, you you can't just you can't lose faith in I Five six matches into a season, based on where he's brought us from the last few years. I mean, he's had three seasons where he's gotten better every year, culminating in finishing second last year. We felt, you know, you had to feel as a Liverpool fan that in the short term we were going to take a step back. Mm -hmm. You can't lose the guy who I told you is the best player in the world. Yep. Yep. You can't just lose him and not skip a beat. You know, Real Madrid tomorrow, if they sold Ronaldo back to Manchester United, I'm sorry, they're going to regress a little bit until they can get things right. That's yeah. that's just gonna happen, um, and th- there's no getting away from that. That's that's what happens when you lose. You know, as I said, I felt he was the best player in the world last year. Um, Liverpool, I, I, just, I just I still believe we'll be fine. I still think we can do well in Europe, mm-hmm. um, and I believe we can finish in the top four. I said so we're gonna have to really get some things together. And uh, down the stretch, especially, we're going to have to play really good football.
0: Well, it wasn't just Liverpool who suffered a defeat of teams we thought could finish in the top seven uh, this season in the Barclays Premier League. As we move on to Sunday results, four big matches. Uh, I will start with mine. I, I had you do Liverpool, so I will do mine. Uh, we will go to Tottenham Hotspur nil, West Bromwich Albion 1, It was a James Morrison goal in the 74th minute that proved to be the winner for West Brom in a match where Spurs looked mostly lethargic, uh, no creativity, and uh, just not a whole lot of ideas, most like the Spurs of last year, uh, which was very (laughs) disturbing to see uh, under new headman Mauricio Pochettino. Um, Unfortunately, again, Spurs have 62% of possession and can only muster one shot on goal for the 90 minutes. Uh, Very, very disappointing. Uh, Soldado coming on as a replacement, uh, along with Aaron Lennon. Uh, Emmanuel Adebayor was the man up top, and unfortunately, he just really could never get anything going. And once again, a set-piece dooms Spurs. Uh, to losing a good result. Uh, I am very worried by this and the Sunderland match. Uh, we'll get into the uh, Capital One result today later, but I just, I'm a little worried about some of the guys. I'm a little worried that after uh, beating West Ham 1 0 in the opener and then running ragged over QPR, that that was more just beating bottom feeders. Uh, And maybe getting wins we weren't supposed to. And now...
1: West Ham is obviously a top three.
0: Excuse me. I apologize. That's very true. Um, But it it is a little worrying. I almost kind of wish now we had just started the season out of the gates with like Chelsea and uh, Man City. So maybe we would have not gotten our hopes up. Then losing to Liverpool, getting the draw against Sunderland. And now again losing to West Brom. Um, It is a disappointing... Uh, run of three games here after the opening two. There there are spots that still look good, though. Um, I actually have liked what I've seen from some of the other players to come in, um, namely uh, Stambouli and Fazio looked very good uh, in their time, not in this match, but in others. Um, Eric Dyer still looks very good. Um, I just still feel Spurs up front and this was a problem also in their capital one cup match today against nottingham they just don't sometimes have that sense of urgency to go and attack and i i cannot for the life of me figure out what it's going to take to get it in these guys heads
1: um i personally think pochettino is just gonna have to kind of weather a storm this year Mm -hmm. get through the season and uh start reshaping that squad um, I think he has some clear ideas of what he wants to do. Oh, certainly. He just needs some players to do it. You know, maybe maybe this time next year they've taken another run at Morgan Schneiderlin, maybe mm-hmm. brought him in. A um, couple other guys. But, I, I mean, I just think, uh, you know, you're going in and these aren't all your players. Right. Um, I mean, I just think he's got to wait to make a few changes. Yeah, I'm not
0: – I. More of what I've been worried about Pochettino so far is just some of the subs, which today proved to be excellent. But against Liverpool, uh, we see uh, Andros Townsend come in and uh, immediately gives up the Lovren goal uh, after he gets his pocketed pick. Um, you know, there was the one in Sunderland. Uh, Harry Kane comes on, and about three minutes later, he gives up the own goal to give Sunderland the, the, the draw. Um, It just seems like everything is kind of working against him right now. And like you said, I think he needs to weather a storm. I like the ideas he has. I just... I'm a little worried about him getting those into the heads of the players. Obviously still, uh, minus this match, uh, or minus this match and maybe some of the Liverpool match, I still think Eric Lamella has looked a lot better. Um, Soldado has looked better at times. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I just... I'm just a little worried. I also think our back line has looked better for the most part. Uh, I just... I'm a little worried, but I I trust the manager a lot more this year after what really is a repeat of last year, a good start that ended up turning to crap. I trust Mm -hmm. Pochettino way more than I ever trusted AVB or Sherwood. So this is... I, I still worry about some of the players that are on this side right now, but I don't really worry about the man in the technical area. And, that's- uh, and
1: I mean, one of the reasons that you've got to be worried or that you weren't worried a season ago is because, you know, AVB was under that pressure from the beginning that, you know, if you don't come out with a good start, uh, you know, we're going to get rid of you. Right. You, know, you always kind of felt that, um, you know, the, the axe was right around the corner for AVB. And I mean, for the most part, it was. Um, You know, the guy was in constant pressure from day one, Um, and it it was was tough. And as a player, it's tough to play for someone who you know is under pressure, right? Because you know you've kind of got this feeling well, I mean, is, is what I'm doing actually even doing me any good because there could be a new guy here next week and he might be looking for something totally different from me. Um, that's one good thing for Spurs. They do not have that black cloud hanging over their head. Certainly, certainly. Um, so, I mean, I, I really I like the direction Spurs are going in. Uh, it's just, I mean, it's tough, man. It, it's It's tough to break in to where they're trying to break in. I mean, it literally took Liverpool a season with nothing else. <laughs> I mean, there was no no Europe at all. It wasn't just, oh, we're not in the Champions League. I mean, literally, they were nowhere to be found in Europe. Uh, they went out of their cup competitions early, and that just um, it just happened to work out for them. <laughs> so, you know, I, I would not suggest a team taking that route. <laughs> But that's just that's the route that Liverpool had to take. Um, so they're still kind of trying to put it all together while still trying to win and be competitive on multiple fronts.
0: I will. I'll wrap up our Spurs talk for the moment with this. Uh, this is more anecdotal, obviously, but uh, going back to the Sunderland match, I actually watched it with my group, Denzi Spurs, and uh, if everyone in the bar is yelling at the TV. To push forward and you repeatedly don't do it, there might be some sort of an issue. I'm just saying, we're not all we're not all soccer geniuses. We're not all David Moyes. But I feel I feel like at a certain point, you guys should start pushing forward.
1: We can't all, right. all be Moyes. We can only hope to somewhat have a little bit of Moyes in our lives.
0: Speaking of maybe a team that wish they still had a little bit of David Moyes in our lives. And something to perk up the spirits. You <laughs> lost Wes Bradshaw. I lost. But you know who else lost? Manchester United. As America,
1: they lost spectacularly. Absolutely. Leicester
0: City 5, Manchester United 3, King Power Stadium powers Leicester to another big win. Uh, it, the goals got started with Robin Van Persie and Angel De Maria scoring in quick succession. But it was matched by a Leonardo Ulua goal. Who and This man is on fire in the Premier League since Leicester has come up, Uh, and things looked to be going from there. Of course, Ander Herrera, not wet Herrera, not that good Herrera, he managed to put Manchester United up 3-1, and that looked like it would be it, but not so fast, my friend. A David Nugent penalty strike in the 62nd minute, followed by an Esteban Cambiaso goal in the 64th minute. The
1: Nuge!
0: Yeah, leveled things up, and then it was Jamie Vardy in the 79th, and then Uloa, again, with an 83rd-minute penalty, got the final result for Leicester as they win 5-3. I I don't—the I, the scene, and I, I, I'm sure you've seen it. I'm sure everybody out there who's listening has seen this. The sight of Wayne Rooney after one of the Leicester goals, demonstrously yelling at all of his players, going out to Sarah circle, and then coming back to yell at them more— this this might be the symbolizing image of the season for Manchester United. Every week we thought, oh, well, they they beat QPR by four. Oh, things are good again. Oh, they scored two goals early against Leicester. Everything's fine at United. Well, wait, Wes, maybe not so much.
1: Um, no, it's not. Obviously, there's still massive. Uh, difficulties there, but I'll tell you the one that sticks out to me was the way that Rooney responded, Mm -hmm. you know, and some people, Oh, he's a captain, you know, he's taking control, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, I I just, I think there's a way to take control and you can get on your players, but to just be actively screaming at them, like, you know, an angry spouse does when her (laughs) husband does not mow the grass when he's supposed to, um, that was just – and right now, you know, with all the problems that United are having, it, it's almost like this is literally the worst time you could do this, Wayne. Um, man, I'll see. It's 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 just – I mean, he showed them up. He showed, them up. he showed them up. and every week. This is crazy.
0: Yeah, he showed them up, and no professional likes to be shown up. It, like you said, there is one – You know, you take them after the match, and you have a players-only meeting, God forbid, although that seems to be a dirty word nowadays. You know, you you do something. You do not, on the pitch, in the middle of a match, start screaming, annoyedly so, as your teammates. There's there's a way to do it, and Rooney, for the captain that he is, didn't do a very good job of it. I I agree with you. I think he showed up his teammates, and no matter how bad they are doing, you don't do that and it's as bad as this season is already going I understand him being frustrated I I I get it as much as I love reveling in it but there is a right way and a wrong way to do it and Wayne Rooney did the wrong thing obviously the attacking was there so yeah maybe it's the defense's fault to an extent that Lester was able to get back in it but quite frankly I just it just really unsettled me and just is a symbol, again, going forward for what United season is.
1: Well, and another thing, uh, you know, they look so dangerous going forward when they had Unheld Di Maria on the field. Mm-hmm. And then for whatever unbeknown to God reason, they decide to take Di Maria off the field. Um, I mean, what are you saving them for? You don't have any Europe or anything going <laughs> on. Uh, once they lost Di Maria, they totally lost their impetus to attack and also, you know, Maria is doing a great job oh, uh, justifying the money spent on him thus far. And it's not just scoring goals. You know, he's tracking back. He's playing good defensively. Um, I heard a pundit today uh, say that, you know, he, were, he reminded him right now, of Ryan Giggs in his prime, and that's mm-hmm. kind of a terrifying thing to think about. Yeah. Because we all were like, "Great, we're finally done with Ryan Giggs," <laughs> and crap, now we might not be done with Ryan Giggs totally. Um, it was, it was definitely, it was a tactical mistake to take him off. If nothing else, he w- he was keeping the pressure on um, the opposition. But you know, that said, just because you take an attacker off does not mean you should blow a two-goal lead.
0: Certainly. Um, and basically
1: four unanswered goals. Yep.
0: Yeah, um, also, we we do see them playing Falcao at Van Persie up top for, I believe, the first time this campaign. Um, and I guess that's the way um, Van Hall is going to be going on with this now. And I guess that's why he put in Mata for Di Maria because I, I guess he felt like he needs to get him in at some point. I, that's the only explanation I can think of, right?
1: Well, uh, at, at this point, your Man United, you just need to worry about getting victories. Um, and if you need Di Maria on the field to get a victory, you need to make sure Di Maria is on the field.
0: Certainly, um, I did. I was watching ESPN FC at the gym on uh, Tuesday, uh, and and the host put forth this question, to which the uh, analyst, the the older gentleman in the glasses, whose name I do not remember, um, he basically scoffed at it and said, "This is stupid." Which I agree with, but I feel it's a fairly interesting question anyway, even though the answer is none of the above. Who should be worried about being fired first, Van Hall or Brandon Rogers?
1: None of the above. That's a ridiculous question. I totally agree with it. I mean, as for Van Hall, you know, if you believed in this guy enough that basically you told – um, Ryan Giggs, you know, thanks, but no thanks. We're not going to make you the manager. You know, we, we believe in this guy. <clears throat> then obviously you've got to give him time. Um, they, they have obviously given him investment. So, mm-hmm. and also if you're going to spend that kind of money, are you not at least going to give him a chance to put these players together and see what they can do? Um, I just I think that's one of the dumbest things I've heard in a long time, and once again, like I said with Brendan Rodgers, you know, look at where you were when the guy took over, and look where you were in May of this past year. You you were within striking distance of winning the league after you know basically being in the wilderness of no Europe, no nothing for a long time.
0: Right. It's it it was a bad question. I just I wanted the answer is none. The answer is obviously not. I think if one would be more worried, it would be Van Hall. Uh, I think Rodgers still has such a young team, and he's proven it at the at his current club that he can manage them, that mm-hmm. I, I would imagine he would get a longer leash. But obviously, again, the answer is neither.
1: Well, yeah, and I, I kind of agree. Uh, if anyone's going to catch it this quick, it's going to be Van Hall. And then, I mean, at that point, you totally have lost all faith in United's uh, front office. Mm-hmm. Because at that point they can't figure out really anything that they want to do. Remember, they're Woodward, they're, they're complete idiots at that point. So. Ed Woodward
0: says money is no object.
1: So,
0: uh well, you know what? You know, you know who's probably in trouble? Alan Pardew. but we won't talk about him any.
1: Well, he, he's his seat is uh, constantly over the fire, so. Yes. Um, I, I do believe this is a year he finally gets the ax.
0: Speaking of uh, maybe another toast, a few toastier seats, maybe. Uh, what is turning into a house of horrors at Goodison Park. Everton 2, Crystal Palace 3. Romelu Lukaku scores in the 90th minute Cu- Su- to put Everton ahead with another amazing goal. But it was Mille Jednak with a penalty in the 30th minute followed by a Frazier-Campbell goal in the 54th to put Crystal Palace ahead. Yannick Boleze gives them the insurance at the 69th minute for Leighton Baines does Leighton Baines things and scores an 83rd minute penalty to bring Everton back within one. Obviously, this campaign has not started out very well for Everton. They're drinking the Poison Chalice now with Europa. I think my biggest question right now is, and I know... God, this feels almost sacrilege as I look at my USMNT not-in-the-face scarf. <laughs> Wes, is it is it time to be a little worried about Tim Howard?
1: Well, I mean, is it Tim Howard or is it whatever else is going on at Everton? Obviously, they're missing Ross Barkley. Certainly. Um, you know, that that's not making their lives very easy, not having the uh, young English dynamo. Um I mean, he, he had a great game in Europa, I believe. Yeah. For the second time this year, set a competition record for saves in a match. Mm-hmm. Um, which obviously means that um, people are getting shots on them for whatever reason. True. So, uh, you know, that's something to definitely keep an eye on. But, no, I'm not ready to jump off the Tim Howard train yet. Yeah, still believe he's one of the best keepers in the world. Just might be going through a little dry spill.
0: Yeah, and also it is... Also, maybe a little bit on that back line. You look at the Crystal Palace numbers for this match: uh, ten shots, three on goal, and they racked up only twenty-five percent possession. Like that's that's a lot of shots for that little possession, which which makes me think they're they're the back line is not doing a good job in that case of clamping down on people once they get deep and allowing good shots.
1: Well, either that or that's a lot of counter attacking. Mm-hmm. Um... You know, which sometimes is not so much the defense's fault, as that may be more you know midfield or the attack's fault. As in, you know, why are you giving away the ball this easily?
0: Mm. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's going to be something to look forward uh, going forward for Everton. Not a great start to this campaign, uh, especially after bringing on Samuel Ektou- and even uh, even the translucency of Stephen Naismith who came on in the 64th minute for Christian Atsu, could not bring Everton all the way back, although he did pick up a yellow. Uh, moving on to what was our match of the week. And, and, Wes, never would we ever, ever say that UEFA or the English FA would ever fix a match. No. Mm. Would, we would never suggest that, however... In this City Chelsea match, my, what what amazing writing! What what amazing scripting! You you had all you had drama, you had red cards for Zabaleta, you had Chelsea going in front, and then, and then the man, the man who used to wear a darker shade of blue, sticks it in the heart of his former club, as Fat Frank Lampard equalizes for Man City in the 85th minute with the perfect non-celebration celebration that followed. Um, this, this was a match that we were very excited about going in and ended in the, certainly the most dramatic of ways. Also, uh, it should be noted, Diego Costa played almost the entire match before coming off on the 86th minute for Chelsea.
1: Uh, it was his match of the week. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, he's good there. um, you know, as for that, it was a match that uh, it lived up to what we thought it would be. We thought it would be tough. We thought it would be tight. Um, nobody running away from anything. Um, I, I'd definitely give it two thumbs up. It was a great match. Uh, what did it show us? Um, I mean, it showed us that I don't think Chelsea's just going to run away with the league. That City's going to hang with them for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the end, I still think Chelsea was the stronger of the two teams.
0: Uh, certainly, I, I would agree with that. And certainly, they, they almost might have deserved to, uh, to get all three at the Etihad. Although, if you do look at some of the numbers, City with uh, om- oh, almost two and a half times as many shots and twice as many shots on goal as Chelsea had. Um, did we maybe see a bit more of a cautious jose Mourinho at the etihad which i think would make perfect sense no matter how well they'd started the season
1: well that's what he does when he's on the road mm-hmm. um you know especially somewhere like the etihad uh i would almost i mean i would almost guess he went in there feeling you know hey if i come out with a draw i'm fine mm-hmm. uh, and once he got the goal up he was going to park the bus just uh just so happened that uh frank lampard was wearing the wrong blue this time yep
0: Uh, And as I'm I'm sure uh, to do that, Mourinho hit uh, pause, then went to his defensive menu in FIFA 15 and went to park the bus mode for his uh, defensive alignment. So uh, in case you guys didn't know out there, FIFA 15 allows you to literally park the bus. So go for it. It's FIFA 15 day, everybody. Enjoy it. So that is the match of the week. Quick look at our table as we are now 539th through this Premier League season um, and pulling it up right now. Chelsea still sit atop with 13 points. Southampton and Aston Villa tied in second with 10. Arsenal, who else, in fourth with 9 along with Swansea. Uh, Man City and Leicester uh, right below them with 8 points. West Ham and Spurs with 7. Hull City and Liverpool with 6 right in the mid-table. And then all with five points, Man United, Stoke, Everton, Palace, and West Brom. And then right in the relegation zone, it's Sunderland in 17th with four, followed by QPR in 18th, Burnley, and Newcastle, each with three points in 19th and 20th. So big, big action to come. Quick update now on the FA Cup action. We won't go through as much as we did with the Premier League matches. Uh, If I can actually find the results here. Ah, here we are. Um, Some interesting results, including Southampton 2, Arsenal 1. Over there at Arsenal, big win for Southampton as their season keeps rolling. Uh, Milton uh, Keynes-Dons, they had a tougher challenge this week than Manchester United. Bradford City. England's
1: um, Darlings, MK Dons.
0: Love MK Dons. I'm so glad we didn't draw them in the next round. Also, uh, Swansea 3, Everton nil. Everton knocked out of the competition. Uh, Fulham 2, Doncaster Rovers 1. Finally, some good news for Fulham. Uh, and despite a dare to Josie goal for Sunderland, it's Sunderland 1, Stoke 2. Uh, and then what, was, what turned out to be the match of the day. Liverpool 2, Middlesbrough United 2, 14-13 in penalties. Oh, when Simon Mignolet is taking penalties, you know things have gone nuts at Anfield. Oh,
1: God. Um, oh, God, I really don't even know where to go with this. Um, Liverpool having some injury problems earlier in that match. That's why uh, the immortal Colo Torre in you do remember how hard we tried to sell him to uh, Turkey this summer. And he's Absolutely. just like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm, I'm just going to hang out and stick around here, you know, pick up a paycheck and not have to do much. Oh, crap. I've been called into action and <laughs> everything goes to hell around me.
0: Yeah, not not a good match for Colo uh, Didn't looked a little shaky in the back line. And, of course, he's just
1: old. He's just goddamn old. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go. Uh, also, gave up the penalty in the 123rd minute that allowed Patrick Bamford to equalize, which would have saved us with the for the 15 rounds of penalty kicks that came after. Have you have you ever seen a uh, a round of penalty kicks go that long, Wes? You've been watching soccer no. over in England longer than I have.
1: No, not even close. I think about the longest I've ever seen it goes about seven or eight. So literally about half of what we saw. Um oh God well you know, they always say that penalties are the great equalizer, you know uh, unless you're English, everybody has a chance when it comes to the penalties <laughs> um, but yeah. man, it, it's just it's one of those deals right now was not the time that we needed that.
0: Yeah, not you didn't need to play an extra 30 minutes.
1: No, Liverpool needed to just go out get a tiny three 0 win and wrap it up and you know not have any drama not have any questions you know because now there's the Mignolet questions are back you know and it, it was it was just not a great not a great day for Liverpool um, that said the pluses definitely uh, Jordan Rossiter
0: you were very high on him on Twitter.
1: I was high on, on Rossiter. Uh, I've been a Rossiter fan for a while. I was really hoping we were going to see him um, in, uh, in Charlotte when we got to go over there. Mm-hmm. He was on the bench did not make it into the game. Um, but he is one of the academy graduates, only 17 years old. And, hey, I mean, if you score nine minutes into your debut, obviously you are God. Oh, certainly.
0: Certainly. He is, he is great <laughs> there. Um, he was one of the scorers for Liverpool along with Suso who came on late in the 98th minute for Lazar Markovic, who got the start at Anfield. Um, But yeah, you know, tough, tough win, tough, gritty win in the Capital One Cup for Liverpool as we moved on to the matches that took place today, Wednesday, uh, in the Battle of Albions. Brighton and Hove runs over Burton 3-0. City did City things against Sheffield Wednesday as they win 7-0. Uh, Chelsea defeats Bolton Wanderers 2-1. West Brom comes back with two goals in two minutes right at the death to stun Hull 3-2. Newcastle gets a win over Palace in extra time 3-2. And Spurs uh, come back from being down 1-0 against Nottingham Forest to get a 3-1 win. Soldado, he scores when he wants, he scores when he wants. If it doesn't matter, he scores when he wants. Uh, and that is the match for Spurs. So that sets up your next round of Capital One Cup action, which will be taking place next month. So enjoy that as I believe, who? Uh, let's see, Liverpool drawing Swansea. Uh, early thoughts on that match? You get him at Anfield.
1: <sighs> yeah, we get them at Anfield. <laughs> um... Uh, should be a good one. Uh, I believe Swansea will come in there looking to win. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm just I'm interested to see how uh, Br handles this going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, because yesterday was it was not really a. I mean, it was a decent Liverpool squad that he put out. It wasn't an overly strong Liverpool squad. Uh, Steven Gerrard not even making the bench. Uh, of course, no sturge, no Coutinho. Both of those due to injuries. Um, Mario came off the bench to play. Uh, We'll see. (laughs) I don't really have anything to say. We'll see. No,
0: that's fine. Uh, Highlighting a few other matches as we are in what would be the equivalent of the Sweet 16 of the Capital One Cup. Uh, Spurs will be hosting Brighton and Hove Albion. Uh, Stoke gets Southampton. Bournemouth will get West Brom. Uh, What has been called by many to be the match of that draw or of that, uh, let, whatever you want to call it, the match of the round. That's what we're going to go with. Uh, fourth division, Shrewsbury Town, they of League 2, will be hosting Chelsea. Uh, so Chelsea will be making the trip over to Shrewsbury. Like we said, Liverpool and Swansea, uh, as you mentioned, America's new sweetheart, MK Dons, will be hosting fellow League 1 team, Sheffield United. City gets Newcastle and Fulham will be hosting Derby County. So that's your uh, uh, Capital One Cup update. Uh, Looking over uh, quickly to uh, Spain and Germany real quick, Barcelona tops the table in the LFP with 13 points. Uh, They're tied at the top with Sevilla, but they lead on goal differential. Uh, In the Bundesliga, Bayern Munich uh, has 11 points to top the table over there trailed closely by Bayer, Leverkusen, and Hanover, 96. And yet, all I hear, Wes, when I look around is, what's wrong with Barcelona? What's wrong with Bayern Munich?
1: What's going on? Uh, Everybody expects dominance. Mm. And um, nobody appreciates just the fact that sometimes you have to scrap out wins because when you're Barcelona, when you're Bayern Munich... More times than not, you're getting the Mourinho treatment, which mm-hmm. means teams are parking the bus. They're not taking great chances against you. They're basically daring you to run forward on them and try to beat 10 men behind the ball. Uh, and then, you know, the, at that point, you open yourself up to the counter. Right. A lot of different things happen. Both of them obviously will be fine. Bayern's obviously going to win uh, the Bundesliga I don't want to go out and say Barcelona is definitely going to win La Liga. Uh, Madrid has obviously shot themselves in the foot early in the season. Mm. But it looks like it's going to come down to Atletico and Barcelona for La Liga.
0: And we'll be keeping an eye on that. Of course, also coming up next week is your next round of Champions League. It's back. Uh, We'll be going through that. Uh, of course some big matches over in group a there's atletico madrid hosting juventus on next wednesday uh over in group b basil gets liverpool west i know you'll be excited for that one that's oh. also next wednesday um over in group c zsp gets to host monaco on wednesday um In Group D, Arsenal will be hosting Galatasaray as Anderlecht hosts Borussia Dortmund. Both those games are on Wednesday. Uh, The rest of these matches get the Tuesday date uh, as Bayern will be traveling to CSK Moscow while City gets Roma. Uh, PSG gets Barcelona in what I'm sure will be the match of the day. Um, Over in Group G, uh, Chelsea will be uh, traveling over to Sporting CP in Portugal. And in Group H... Uh, let's say Shakhtar Donetsk Porto is your group of the, or is your group match of the day. We'll say we'll say that. Who knows? Um, moving on to a little bit of news. Cutter. Oh, Cutter, 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 Cutter. One FIFA executive committee member has said that they will not be hosting the 2022 World Cup. Executive board member Theo Zwanziger, bring me this Zwanziger believes that Qatar will be stripped of his right to host the 2022 World Cup Finals with a spokesperson for World Football's government body moving to insist that this is simply the German's personal opinion. Because when is a German's personal opinion ever stopped something from happening? Uh, Zwan Zeiger cited the... They'll roll tanks anytime they feel like it. Hell yeah! Swanseiger cited the health risks for players and fans in the extreme heat of the Gulf State as the main reason behind his belief that the tournament in eight years' time will ultimately be staged elsewhere. Wes, what, what do we think about this? This is this is one man, one one rogue German who is who is doing his own things, talking to the media, and then we hear a report: the USA has exactly one percent chance to host the twenty twenty two World Cup is is there any chance this thing gets out of Qatar?
1: I believe there is. Um, I believe what can make it happen is if the European countries would actually band together and say, have it in Qatar. We're not coming. Yeah. Um, I think that could force the hand big time. I mean, if you're looking at uh, England, France... Germany, um, Spain, the, well, Spain, yeah. The Italian fascists, they'll go anyway. They're, <laughs> they're contrarian to everything else. Uh, the Netherlands, Belgium, you know, I mean, I really think if they would just get together and say, well, you know what? If you're going to have it there, we're, we're not going to play. I believe if they did that, I could see the United States going in with that group. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if the U.S. does it, uh, Mexico has to do it because most of their citizens will be our citizens soon anyway.
0: anyway.
1: Oh, shot. Um, I, I just believe if you can get a lot of the big boys to say, we're not going to come uh, at that point, I think you can really force FIFA's hand and make them make a set, make a new decision. Um, that's a lot, a lot easier said than done though.
0: Oh, sorry. That was actually, I was about to ask what, what even are the chances that that happened? Cause because if you're one of those European countries, you have to know. Like, it can't be, like, as the European countries. It basically has to be UEFA going and saying, hey, no, we're not doing this. Because if anybody backs out, then yeah. then you just look stupid.
1: Exactly. I mean, if it ends up with England and Germany sitting there holding the flag by themselves, um, you know, like you said, yeah, you do look stupid. You know, um, there is. Some tension, I think we mainly, I think we maybe said something about it last week, um, you know, between uh, Bladder and Platini mm-hmm. at the moment, um, you know, if you just piss Europe off just enough, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they got together took a vote on it and did something.
0: I, I think I think that could be very interesting if that happened. Um, and I think there is actually a half decent chance that it could happen. Uh, I think with as annoyed as they are, especially then if they do switch it to the winter, uh, how that'll screw with pretty much everybody but Germany's football schedule um, without ha- with having to ruin their domestic leagues. I, 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 I can well, but see a couple
1: even. I mean because you know, I mean Spain does the break. A lot of places do the break, but the problem is that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a break. Right. You know, not send your best players off to the freaking desert to play 100-degree heat every four days. Right. So, you know, um, but also it does – it messes with your European competitions. There's just so many things that a Winter World Cup, as you said, messes with that um, – I don't know. I just I think there's going to be more discussion coming up down the road on this.
0: I, I think we're going to be hearing a lot more of it to come. And, of course, we'll be bringing those updates to you. Well, that's going to do it for us for Sokka for right now. Um, moving on to Major League Baseball, America's sport of the past. Uh, the playoffs, West are almost here. Uh, we have just about wrapped up uh, most of the playoff spots In fact, I believe tonight we can almost officially say that the playoffs are about set. There are a few niggling uh, division races to work out still, but for the most part, we're ready to go. Uh, It does look like the LA Angels are going to be your one seed in the American League, followed by Baltimore. Uh, Detroit, hanging in there as of this podcast, they are two games up on Kansas City with Four to play, so it does look like there's a very good chance Detroit will be your division winner there. And then it looks like it's going to be Kansas City versus Oakland in the wild card match. Both those teams tied right now, so not sure yet where that would be played. Uh, and it does look like Seattle three out with four to play will be on the outside looking in after they have simply collapsed down the stretch, which is very unfortunate. Uh, over in the National League, uh, Washington, of course, has run away with their division. They look like they're going to be the one seed. Uh, the Dodgers, are their magic number is one to clinch, and they're probably going to be the two uh, St. Louis, right now, a game and a half up on Pittsburgh for the division. Pittsburgh definitely also in as a as at least a wild card, trying to sneak in maybe through the division. Both teams very hot right now. San Francisco looks to be uh, the second wild card team, and with just another win or a Milwaukee loss, they will be the other representative. Um, Wes, as we have the playoffs in place, I want to talk a little awards uh, predictions here. Um, give me your thoughts on uh, each league's MVP, Cy Young, and uh, managerial awards. We'll, we'll start with um, we'll start with Manager of the Year, AL and NL. Uh,
1: Manager of the Year. Um, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, I cannot remember the guy's name, but I mean the dude in Kansas City, Ned Yost. Uh, yeah, I mean, literally, you have gotten the Kansas City Royals to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You sir are the manager of the year. It has it has not happened Ed, since I was three years old. I I don't
0: I don't think that's happened since I've been alive. Possibly. Anyway, yeah, you're right. You're you're exactly right there.
1: Um. So I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. I had to step away for a moment. No, it's fine. Um. But, yeah, I mean, to me, that's a no-brainer. Pretty much no one in the American League um, has to work the way that Kansas City has to work. Mm -hmm. Even Oakland, who, hey, at least Oakland has a good reputation of doing things. True. Kansas City's just been a joke for 30 years. So, um, really cool to see them back. That's a neat deal. Um, National League. Uh, I just, I think, uh, I think Washington has done just a great job. You know, they, they, they've done what everyone expected them to do last year, mm-hmm. which is run away with that division. And, um, you know, for that, you know, Matt Williams is just, he's done a fantastic job for him. And uh, I think he's your, I think he's your National League Manager of the Year.
0: I, I agree with you. Um, Going by the odds and and who's on like the betting favorites right now, over in the American League, it's actually Buck Showalter with Baltimore.
1: Uh, I have no problem with Buck. By the way, Bucks. I'm not a Buck fan personally, mm-hmm. but um, fantastic job.
0: Yeah, I I think I think either Showalter or Yost is a great choice there. I think Yost is a little more deserving, uh, given given the history of running against him. Uh, granted, Baltimore is going to win their first as won their first division title in seventeen years, so very impressive there. Uh, but obviously, again, not nearly as long as Kansas City has been out of the playoffs. Baltimore just in the playoffs uh, two seasons ago as a wild card. Um, I, I've heard some talk about Socha for LA. He, he already had a really solid team and they just completely underperformed last year. So I I hate to I hate to say oh well now that they actually played up to their abilities it's all you especially when you've been there for so long and you were also there last year to an extent. So I I would say I would say it's Yost for me followed closely closely by Walter. over in the National League. I've I've saw the odds are are towards Bruce Bochy over in San Francisco, but uh, I, I agree with you. I think it's I think it's Matt Williams, uh, one guy who's probably not going to get a whole lot of love, but I think should even though his team is going to finish with a losing record. Uh, I think is Mike Redmond down in Miami. Uh, I I think he had that team playing some very good ball, especially considering the product they're putting on the field. And I mean, you talk about Kansas City's ownership and and what they've gone through. I mean, God help what they have in Miami, and especially losing Stanton for the last few weeks with a with a. What is it? Basically, a torn up face after getting hit in the face by a Mike Fieri fastball.
1: Basically, it as as we say as we say not in the face,
0: not in the face. Please, no more in the face. For John
1: Carley took it directly in the face. Yeah,
0: he really did. Um, tough, tough break for them. But I, I think Mike Redmond should get a lot of love. I think Williams is the winner, but I I think Redmond is a close second. Again, even though his team's gonna finish last, or not last. I'm sorry, they're gonna finish with a losing record. Um, yeah. not nearly as bad as they could have been. Not oh, nearly. Oh, oh, oh. I love Mike Redman. He's, he's done some good things this year. Um, so those are our uh, postseason awards for Manager of the Year. Uh, what about for Cy Young, AL and NL?
1: Uh, AL, you know, man, the weird thing about the AL is, obviously, there's been a lot of guys who've had good years. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one's putting up just the massive numbers in the AL. Um, I mean, I've, I've got to go, I've got to go with King Felix. He's been, I just believe he's been the best pitcher in the league this year. Um, I don't believe he's going to end up winning 20 games. Right. But I mean, he's, he's had a great year. He's my, he's my pick. Uh,
0: and I, I assume assume the National League's Clayton Kershaw. Like, I don't, I don't think we really need to talk about that. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, it's Kershaw. Even though I do want to give mad love to a guy who's had a great year, a North Carolina native himself, and that is Madison Bumgarner. Oh, certainly, um, man. I'd say the arms race out west is uh, it's pretty filthy, man.
0: Yeah, uh, you go. Going back to our, uh, King Felix, two point three four ERA, fourteen and six on the year, uh, only giving up sixteen home runs, two hundred and forty one strikeouts. Just a great year. Um, I was watching PTI today, and they, they wanted to knock him for, for his bad loss yesterday when he gave up seven in the fifth against Toronto yeah. in, in what was maybe his most important start of the year. But they wanted to make the point that games in September matter more than games in April or May, which in terms of, of, of made-up importance, I guess <laughs> they do. But wins in April and May count just as much in the standings as wins in
1: September as a, Boston, as a Boston Red Sox fan you don't win the division in April and May but nope. by God you can lose the division in April and May
0: certainly and that's that's what happened to them this year and that's I he's he's a very big reason why they were even in this place to begin with granted they've gotten some other very good pitching performances this year uh Iwakama and Chris Young doing some pretty good work for them um but I, it's you can't knock Hernandez for his one bad start. I know Chris Sale has had a a, a very impressive season for Chicago. Yeah. I, I think the answer is Felix. Um, moving on to MVP, AL and NL. NL I had a lot of trouble with. Um,
1: AL, AL's easy. It's um it's the should have been an East Carolina Pirate Mike Trout. Should have been a three-time MVP winner by now, Mike Trout. Exactly. Um, which, finally, uh, you get Cabrera kind of out of the talk this year uh, because he's not winning any triple crowns anymore. Mm. But, um, I mean, Mike Trout is just – he's uh, hes the modern-day Mickey Mantle. Yeah. I mean, he, he can do it all. He can do it all. I mean, yeah, you might say, oh, we hit under 300. Really? Is that your gripe with him this year? <laughs>
0: hmm. he, only, he only created the most w- uh, runs in baseball. Sorry.
1: Yeah, he's, he's half man, half amazing. And I just do love pointing out all the time that he had signed with East Carolina out of high school. Yes, you do.
0: Yes, you do.
1: And, and I'll tell you, I do believe he had a lot to do with us beating Carolina this past weekend anyway. Um, National League MVP. And don't get me wrong, I'm a pitching guy. I just can't go with the pitcher. Right. I think Kershaw should probably be number three. Um, I'm going with McCutcheon. Um, he's just, I mean, he's so consistently good mm-hmm. and does mm-hmm. so many things for you. John um, Carlos had a fantastic oh, year. Oh, God, yeah. But um, I- I've got to see. I- I'm just, I'm also a big proponent of your team has to do something for you to be the MVP mm-hmm. because that's where value comes in. That's why, like, when A Rod played for the Rangers back in the day, mm-hmm. I would never give A-Rod the MVP. If you want to come up with a most outstanding player award, that's cool. But MVP, you've got to be on a good team.
0: Yeah, I um, I tend to agree with you. I, I really, though, I really, really wanted to give it to, to Stanton in the National League. Um, I, I think him, him again, him uh, getting injured by being hit in the face um, really, really hurt his chances of getting more traction and miss, missing these last few weeks of the season. Um, it, it's just really tough for him. Um, hopefully hopefully he'll come back good. I like McCutcheon. Um, I, I, th- I think it's Kershaw, though. I, I really, really do this year. I think, I think this is one of those years where when no single offensive player truly stands out amongst the pack, I think that's when a, a dominant pitcher can sneak in. Uh, like Pedro almost did uh, back in either ninety nine or two thousand when he finished second. Uh, I I think that's what can happen. And and this is this is one of those years where I think it's 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 just so wide open. I think Kershaw's gonna get a lot of the votes. I, I, I love McCutcheon though. I
1: love I'll throw this in. I'm as big a Pedro Mark as you will ever find. Yeah. Um I mean I can't tell you how many times um in, late in high school, early in my um, hanging out at college career, uh, I would skip things to go home and watch Pedro pitch. <laughs> I mean, I, I would skip I, – I literally – I used to skip Friday night parties because, oh, man, Pedro's pitching. <laughs> I'll, I'll catch y'all later, Pedro's pitching. I'm going to go sit by myself and watch the Red Sox play <laughs> um, just because Pedro was magic. Um and don't get me started on that because, you know what what Pedro has done compared to Kershaw, to me is just so much more impressive than what Kershaw's done this year.
0: Yeah, we we we, we went the uh, Pedro Love Fest last week.
1: Yeah, I know, I, know. I love it. I but know. um, yeah, I just I, I'm not of the opinion of making a pitcher in the MVP just because I mean Kershaw's going to end up starting thirty games this year. Yeah. I mean, he's going to have 30-31 starts, and I mean, this is, you know, you're playing one hundred and sixty-two games, and he's pitching thirty of them. So, eh, you know, I, um, I, I go, I go with McCutcheon in a very close second, John Karla. I
0: I think it's going to be very interesting to see. Then that's going to be, I think that's the one. Uh, I think you, if you look at some other races like AL Rookie of the Year, it's obviously going to be Jose Abreu. Uh, without question, um, and I think were he to be playing for a better White Sox team, he might be even getting MVP talk. Um, but he's not going to. So I, 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 but it's Mike Trout. It's it's Mike Trout this year. And congratulations, yeah. Mike Trout, on finally winning an MVP award. Finally, finally, your team was good enough for you to win this individual award.
1: I mean, yeah, they were finally good enough to, you know. I guess you say kind of drag him over the line because I mean, that that's been my argument against him the last few years, even though I wanted him personally on a personal note, wanted him to win. It's just, but I mean, all you did was basically keep Anaheim respectable. Yeah. (laughs) They were never good. Mm -hmm. So now, now, you know, those, um, those, uh, $200 million players that Anaheim have, have started finally, you know, earning a little bit of their money. So,
0: Well, and of course, I would argue back in uh, 2012, uh, Trout's rookie year, that uh, L.A. actually finished the season with more wins than Detroit. They just happened to play in the American League West, where there was Oakland and a really good Texas team ahead of them, and Detroit played in the Central, which wasn't very good.
1: Well, and also, I mean, you know, when a guy wins a triple crown... I mean that that just kind of pushes you over the uh, over the finish line a little bit more. Yeah, uh, considering it's something that we had not seen, you and I had not seen in our lifetime, obviously. Right. Um. That that kind of that carries a little bit of weight.
0: Also interesting that year. Uh, I had forgotten this. Tampa Bay finished with ninety wins and didn't make the playoffs that year. Oh, that was
1: great, wasn't it?
0: Oh, that was fantastic. Go Baltimore. <laughs> All right, moving on from baseball, we're gonna we're gonna talk a little college football right now. And really, there's only one game to talk about. It's the 8 o'clock Saturday night marquee match. Let's put our pads on, only to take them back off. Florida State v. Clemson. Florida State winning in overtime, as I've said to many people so far. Less religious people would make this a case that there is, in fact, no God. Florida State wins with a, a with Stout, or sorry not Stout, a quarterback a rookie quarterback basically for the for the off suspended Jemias Winston who was taking the game off after Florida State so graciously decided that they would suspend him for the entire game and not just the first half Clemson Clemson basically Clemson's and they lose 23-17 in overtime despite Basically, I will played in Florida State for every facet of the game except, well, field goal kicking and red zone offense.
1: Where, where Florida State does have the best kicker in the country, so that helps.
0: Yeah, and then uh, didn't need to use him in overtime.
1: No, 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 don't need him in overtime. Um, Clemson, they're what they are. <laughs> <They're>. <laughs> I mean, of course, I didn't think Clemson was anything great this year after seeing them play Georgia. Right. Um, And just the fact they were in the game, I think completely is attributed to Jameis Winston not playing the game at all. Um, I just think a healthy Winston, or well, you say healthy, I mean a starting, (laughs) let's say mentally. uh, Mentally healthy. a, A morally healthy Jameis Winston, um, you know, starts that game, and they're probably beating Clemson by three or four touchdowns. Um, Clemson's in somewhat of a rebuild for them. Um, So, truly, we shouldn't have. And the fact that Dabo Sweeney coaches that team, do you really expect that much from them? No. I mean, they had once-in-a-lifetime talent the last few years, and Clemson did away. So, what can you do?
0: it's just it's just insane I, I i was actually watching this um at a at tobacco road down in chapel hill with my girlfriend that night and we, we had got there for about with about the last five minutes of the game um uh, for regulation and uh as soon as clemson got stopped on fourth down um in overtime i, I just turned to her and i said that's the game the game's over she's like what, what are you talking about that they, the, they're still tied i'm like no no, no Clemson, Clemson just lost. the Florida State's in about two or three plays is gonna run it in the end zone. Just you watch. Two plays later, Florida State runs it in the end zone.
1: Well, um, <laughs> all Jameis did by getting suspended was uh I, I really I think he just kicked up the ratings for uh A B C was all he did. Yeah. Um it made people watch it a little more, but other than that, it was what it was, um, because, it obviously the big game of the day happened earlier in the day in Chapel Hill. Well, involving a team from Chapel Hill. Please excuse me. You had me thinking in Chapel Hill. You went to Chapel Hill to get away from the game. Um, I went to Chapel Hill to get
0: away from many things.
1: Exactly. You away from many things, including the football team from Chapel Hill. Um, East Carolina. And I think they uh, they have thrown their name in the hat to uh, potentially making one of those New Year's Day bowl games.
0: Yep, they'll be they'll be the first team to uh, to say, "Hey, maybe they should be in the, the playoff." No.
1: Oh no 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 no! I, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> of course, old oh, Coach West here ain't going to go that far. Uh, <laughs> if we had one at South Carolina, then I'm then I'm probably tooting from the mountaintop. But um, of course, there is a slot in there for a non Power Five team. Um, and right now, I think your top, well, right now, your top three non power five teams are East Carolina, BYU, and Marshall. So uh, something to definitely keep your eye on going forward. But oh, what's East Carolina just scored again, Ed? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, 12 4 and 1. And uh, of course, I, I'm thoroughly convinced that the college football playoff this season now will simply be made up of the top four teams from the SEC West. That's. That's what, that's what the playoff is going to be.
1: I mean, wouldn't that be pretty freaking legit, though? The Alabama, Auburn, Ole Miss, and um, Texas A&M?
0: Oh, God. I was going to think the last team was Mississippi State.
1: Oh, God. See, <laughs> it, you, you can take your choice of Mississippi teams at this point. Oh, God. And out of all those, Ed, we never said... Louisiana state
0: yeah because they they got they got they got handed to it and, and down in the Bayou by Mississippi state I they got bulldozed. God that that you know I I am I am the most anti- SEC person ever but but my god this this SEC West I I I don't even know what to make of it anymore like has Ed, has there ever been a division like this in
1: anything and the only way you can describe it they just care more than everybody else. Yeah, they do. I mean, you know, Ohio State and Michigan fans think they take football seriously, and they do in small points.
0: That is adorable.
1: But, I mean, this is an entire – this is just one division of an entire conference. (laughs) And, I mean, it's – I mean, you you could legitimately have five teams from the SEC West in the top ten right now, and no one could argue with you. Um Two from Mississippi, two from Alabama, and one from Texas.
0: Here, here's another crazy thing: the 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 team that's last right now, quote unquote, in the SEC West, or no, sorry, not last is well, ESPN has LSU, quote unquote, last. They have Arkansas above them, I guess for alphabetical order purposes that's well. <laughs> well that's what i was going to say they're only lost so far they're three and one their only loss is to number six auburn to start the year here's arkansas's upcoming schedule they just played Nichols state texas tech in northern illinois so whatever <laughs> here's their upcoming schedule home for texas a&m number six home for number three alabama home for number 12 georgia then sprinkle with the home game against UAB. Then at number 14, Mississippi State. Home for number 17, LSU. Home for number 10, Ole Miss. And then at Missouri.
1: God, they play a lot of those guys at home. Yeah. I'd I say it's, it's a hell of a year to have a season ticket and payable, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's not bad. Uh, it's, it's completely brutal. Yeah, I mean, we did not even take into account the eastern part, which, um, of course, has Georgia, South Carolina – you know, what should be the University of Florida, yeah. um, you know, a, a Kentucky team that's on the rise, um, you know, a Tennessee team that should be on the rise. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. I mean, you, you've got Georgia, Tennessee this weekend in the East, and that one is being really overshadowed by other games in the conference.
0: Yeah. It, as as much as I hate all the SEC homerism that goes on, they, the fact they have their own network, all that garbage. <laughs> God, they're good at
1: football. And, of course, as you know, I am one of those SEC homers. Yes, you are. Um, I mean, all I can say is, you know, long live the king. Yeah. Yes, you know, Florida State may have won a national title last year, but truly, Ed, isn't Florida State about the closest thing to an SEC team that's not in the SEC? Yeah, why aren't they an SEC team? I I don't understand this. It, it has been bandied about before. <laughs> um, they, they were a bit. They were actually a target of the SEC in the uh, last mm-hmm. college football reconfigurations. Yeah, they just they got a really nice chunk from the ACC. But I mean, when you look at it, you know, offensively they play like an SEC team on the defensive line. They play like an SEC team on the police blotter. They play like an SEC team. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, you know, I mean, God, wouldn't Jameis Winston just fit perfectly at Auburn?
0: Oh, oh, they'd welcome him with the open arms. They wouldn't have suspended him.
1: Oh, God, no. I mean, um, they they probably would have expelled the students who reported him. Oh, for sure. For sure. How dare oh. you say that about Jameis? Of course, this is a school who um, openly embraces the memory of one Cam Newton. So. Yeah. Oh. I see. haven't found the bag, man, by the way. <laughs> Still looking for the bag, man. He's there. He's out there somewhere.
0: Oh man! So moving on. Uh, big, obviously a big week in the SEC. Big week across the country. A lot of great games that will be taking place, including I didn't realize. Apparently, Arizona State, US, UCLA is a top fifteen matchup on Thursday night. That's,
1: that's the Thursday night game. I was just about to say that's one I'm actually excited to take a look at tomorrow night. I was like what that. Got to see if, uh, at at this point, folks, whenever you're listening to this, you you might be listening to it on Friday. Uh, If so, did Brett Hundley play? That's going to – Yeah, great question. Question. Uh, And, of course, Ed, I'm still sitting on uh, UCLA being one of my predictions for the 14 playoff. Mm -hmm. So, uh, obviously, a big game for my prediction going forward. Certainly.
0: Um, We'll mention this right now because uh, we mentioned – I mentioned on the show this morning, is there – is there a chance that North Carolina State even keeps it close against Florida State in Raleigh this weekend?
1: Uh, no. Okay. Maybe for a quarter. Okay. I, I, I will. I will give the pack a quarter. Um. I just. Uh, I am so unconvinced with anything that NC State's done up to this point. Mm. I mean, you've played literally – you've played a Division One, double A, excuse me, an FCS school and had to come back at the wire to beat them. Uh, you played the dregs of uh, FBS. Your big win to thump your chest about is South Florida, who's pretty dang on bad. And then you come off a drubbing of a Division Two team on top of it in Presbyterian. That, that's, um, that's just embarrassing to have the schedule thus far that NC State has had.
0: Yeah, it's it's actually really sad. Um, I mean, it, it. And now, granted, Georgia Southern also almost beat Georgia Tech, who's currently leading the Coastal Division, which says all you need to know about the Coastal Division in the ACC. As but, Miami
1: fan, yes, I can tell you all about the Coastal Division. Yes. So,
0: oh, but it's uh, it's terrible. I mean, State realistically could have lost both the Georgia Southern and Old Dominion game. So yeah. I, I don't
1: know. And. I don't know. Just uh, NC State. They're just they're grinding my gears this year. You know they're really grinding my gears. In oh well,
0: Peter. Uh, they're 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 getting Florida State this weekend. They're getting Clemson the week after down in Death Valley. I'm I'm pretty sure the next two weeks will take them down a peg.
1: Just call them bat to bat beat them downs and um Florida State. whew. Uh, you're gonna get them pissed off a week after Jameis. Yeah. Oh yeah that's gonna be
0: uh, is, is like is like 50 in play?
1: uh definitely not sold on that Wolfpack defense. Oh, it's gonna be great.
0: All right, moving on uh, that's our college football preview for the weekend. Um, we are gonna go now to the zeitgeist. Uh, we're gonna talk a little NFL because it's time for our new favorite segment. What stupid thing is the NFL doing this week? hooray. Um, God, can ESPN suspend us for that?
1: Um, no, they haven't paid me yet, so I don't think so.
0: That's right. That's right, ESPN. You you have no authority over me. Um, speaking of the you, one one of your notable alumni, alumnuses. <laughs> uh one of one of the men you followed in the NFL when he played for the Baltimore Ravens, Ray Lewis. Speaking on Ray Rice.
1: And then not only that, I mean, you're talking about a guy that I absolutely... Literally, the day Ray Lewis retired was the day I stopped giving much of a damn about the NFL. <laughs> uh,
0: on Sunday NFL Countdown this past weekend, he he made the quote, There's some things you can cover up, and then there's some things you can't. I... Yeah. This is, Not only are you talking about a man who just just has gotten in trouble for beating his 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 fiance now wife not all you are also a man who at one point in your in your young career were uh were accused of 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 yeah. conspiracy for murder yeah I, <sighs>
1: yeah.
0: I every, yeah. everything about this statement is wrong
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it's um well, and that said, I mean, I'm I'm just going to completely say it. ESPN obviously so set Ray Lewis up for this. It wasn't funny. Yeah, I, I will give you that. I will and, give you that. I, I, well, I think Ray gets a bad rap. Of I think Ray's actually overall, I think he's a good guy. Um, I would never really call Ray Lewis maybe the sharpest uh, knife in the drawer.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, you know. Uh, Ray Ray was not a Ray was not a magna cum laude at the University of Miami. Nope. Um, I mean, you know, Ray should have smelled the setup a mile away on this. I mean, <laughs> they're asking you, Ray Lewis, about covering up. I mean, about covering up a crime. I'm sorry, Ray. D- do we not remember Atlanta? Yeah. You're my boy, Ray. Out. I- I love Ray Lewis. I truly deeply love Ray Lewis. Dude, you should have at the ESPN and said, nah. Sorry. Not touching this. <laughs> I am
0: I am recusing myself from this because I was once tried on murder charges.
1: Exactly. It's like, I am I'm, I'm Ray Lewis. I'll I'll just hit you if you piss me off enough. So. It's like
0: he should have been like, wait, there's Tom Jackson, there's there's Chris Carter, there's Keyshawn Johnson. You have black people who can talk about this. Why are you asking me? I I know I played for the Ravens, but please, just don't 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 ask me. Don't I don't want to know. No no
1: no no oh, no no. no. I mean, I saw that and I just I cringed. I physically sw- no. I, I did a not in the face, right Oh, very not in the face. No, Ray, not in the face. Don't do it. Don't say it. You said it. Oh boy, and now let the oh. storm start.
0: Um, Well, if that's how you felt about his comments, how did you feel about the Ray Bisciotti press conference on Monday where he basically tried to destroy – it was a scorched earth policy sort of thing where he basically went after everybody. He went after Ray Rice. He went after ESPN. I'm pretty sure he also took a few
1: shots at the league itself. Um, what, I'm, figuring what... you, I'm figuring by the way you're trying to say, say Steve Biscotti. Sure, that's what I'm trying to say. I, okay. I, I I just keep
0: thinking of like biscotti, which is so delicious.
1: If you say so.
0: I do say so. Have you have you never had biscotti?
1: Uh, I don't like tomatoes.
0: That. That that's okay. not what,
1: oh Let's just God. move on. Oh God.
0: Okay. Anyway, your thoughts on the press conference? I think
1: that's bruschetta. Okay. Yes, that's bruschetta. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, whatever. Um, I do like ham. Um, I, as, as someone who still identifies themselves as a Baltimore Ravens fan, uh-huh. uh, huh. Oh, man, sooner or later, you just gotta say, yeah, we knew a little more than we let on that we knew and we're going to take some responsibility in this. Um, they're not really doing that at the moment.
0: Not even close. They they are doubling down on the that they are not taking responsibility for it.
1: Yeah. It I mean man, it's it's totally just another black eye for a league that right now, you know, it's funny that domestic abuse is like the big headline in the NFL because the the single entity that is taking the biggest beating is the league itself. Yeah. Um, I mean, Ray Rice's wife got off easy compared to what's happening to the league right now when it comes to a beating. Mm -hmm. Um, it's almost one of those deals where, you know, the NFL have, have made it clear, you know, over the years that they always want to be in the public consciousness at all times. You know, that's why they do their draft when they do it. That's why they do the off season workouts when they do it. Colin Cowherd said for years, you know, the NFL does such a great job of, uh, you know, taking eyes away from other sports by, you know, always, always, basically every month there's something NFL going on. Mm -hmm. Right now you're right slam in the middle of the early part of the season. I believe we're going into week four. Yep. And right now I think the only thing the NFL would love to do is just to crawl into a hole for like two days and just no one say their name.
0: Yeah, it's 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 just punch after punch after punch. The league is taking the the Goodell press conference from last week, where he was pretty much eviscerated, especially by all accounts, by one Rachel Nichols, who used to be at ESPN and now is at CNN, uh, which is obviously a downturn in ratings. Um, I think there's a few quotes uh, that are pretty interesting from the Bishotti press. You thank you press conference. This is becoming a running joke, and please, if somebody out there is building a wiki page for us, please add in my inability to pronounce last names. It's really it's, bad at it. Anything
1: it, other than Smith or Battle. It's, just the trouble it,
0: I, I can get out of Bayor. The, after that, I'm I'm pretty bad. The, the, um, sa-
1: the sad thing is, you know, the educated libtard is the one who can't pronounce anything.
0: Really? Libtard? Really?
1: <laughs> And the uneducated good old boy is the one who pronounces all these European names just beautifully. <laughs>
0: That's because you've been following the league longer than I have. You know these people. <laughs> Ass. Anyway, he said... Um, God, you're such a jerk sometimes. Uh, one, one quote, uh, he said, Nobody's losing a job here. I'm very confident in that when discussing uh, the Ravens organization. And also um, mentioning that... He didn't feel he needed to see the second tape. Um, One, I I have to believe that somebody has to fall on Mm -hmm. the sword in the Ravens organization. If not him, somebody. We talked about the NFL with Goodell needing to possibly step down or at least somebody take responsibility for this nightmare. Um, I I, I have to believe somebody from the Ravens has to lose their job here. Um, And I also have to believe, you know what? You probably do need to see the second tape. I understand that we all should have known what was on the second tape when you see the first one. I get that. But there's no way as an employer, if evidence, if there is evidence of something your employee did that could be detrimental to your company, that you can just say, no, I'm good. I don't need to see the second tape. I, I don't understand that.
1: Right now Bashadi is taking the position. Uh, you remember that song? I think it came out like around the time I was in high school and you were a couple years younger than me, but um uh there there was an artist by the name of Shaggy. Oh who, I remember uh, Shaggy. Uh, of course we remember Shaggy. Shaggy had quite a popular hip hop music song. That include the lines, um, "She caught me banging on the counter. Mm. It wasn't me." Oh, with the uh, Dido, yeah, it wasn't me. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it kind of seems that's what the Ravens are saying. It's like, well, you caught us red-handed, but hey, it's not our fault. Yeah. Hey, nope, nope. You can't, uh, can't blame us. It's
0: not our fault. Which isn't a terrible idea right now because, <laughs> quite frankly, General America hates Roger Goodell. So why not blame it on him? <laughs>
1: Exactly. I mean, right now you're you're in a position where, you know, no matter how bad you look, there's not as much venom and vitriol going towards you as there is Roger Goodell. So, yeah, I mean, that's what I do. I would bury the living crap out of Roger Goodell. Now, the thing is, you know, obviously, if I'm an owner, Goodell's not going to do that much to me because Goodell works for me
0: mm. and Goodell he's making you a ton of money.
1: Yeah. I mean, he making us a ton of money, but I mean, Ed, right now, the way the NFL's set up, I mean, Jesus Christ, you can bring in, there are quite a few people you could put in charge up there that are still going to make you a ton of money. Certainly. So, you know, I mean, Goodell may think he's untouchable, but I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, there's a lot of other people who can do your job. I mean... I just I don't I don't see NFL commissioner really being on par with one of the toughest jobs in the world. No, um, I mean you just have to try to not get nailed in the face with egg all the time. Mm-hmm.
0: I I think one of the one of the interesting quotes from the Goodell press conference. I actually saw this on uh, the Daily Show on Monday. Uh, was uh, Roger Goodell explaining how uh, tough it was to get the the second tape. And then a guy from TMZ who is there going, we made one phone call and we got it. You have a team of lawyers at your disposal. How is it so difficult for you? And I, I think that sums it up. I, when when TMZ is calling you out
1: on your bullshit, man, things are bad. Yeah, I mean, TMZ, not exactly the world's most reputable um, <laughs> no, <not at> all. <laughs> news organization out there. Um you know, in fact, most people, m- most sane people pretty much just feel that TMZ are complete scum of the earth. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, th- there's the problem. It, they're the ones blowing up your spot right now.
0: Yeah, they've had you a know, good run. They've had the Florida State stuff. They've had this. They had, um, there's something else they had. I mean, they're yeah. they're doing it right now.
1: Oh, yeah, they are. And no one's ever said that they can't uncover information. True, but they're garbage. <laughs> I think a lot of, yeah, I mean, they're just, they're trashy. Um, That TV show, I think, pissed a lot of people off just the way that they act. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, screw it, man. They're getting the stories.
0: Yeah, it's working for them right now. And uh, we'll be continuing this, I'm sure, probably before this podcast goes up on Thursday. There will be something else that happens, but I'm sure we'll be talking about it next week as well. And we'll also see how that uh, scorched earth policy goes with Ray Rice and the rest of the Ravens. Um, Moving on now, back to a man we talked about earlier in this podcast. We now must talk about him for familiar yet equally sad and depressing reasons. Uh, it's come out that there is a police probe uh, for Mario Baloteri, Balotelli racist abuse uh, as the organization Kick It Out voice their displeasure. It all started somewhat innocuously enough. Uh, After Man United's loss to Leicester City, uh, Balotelli put on Twitter, Man United dot 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 lol. Um, (laughs) After he was basically called every name in the book on Twitter uh, being compared to a monkey um, and other things like that, which is a lot of the stuff he was facing in Italy as well, uh, where he also famously walked off the pitch of one match when uh he was he was having uh racial insults hurled at him uh Wes this is this is one of your own now um and obviously Balotelli has famously put a shirt on display under his kit that he pulled off expressing his displeasure at at his racist fans um you know what what's what's really going on here and and is there is this ever going to go away for Balotelli? And why does it seem like he keeps being Balotelli?
1: Well, the thing with Balotelli, Balotelli is, he's an extremely polarizing figure. True. He's polarizing for many reasons. You know, this is a guy who, and truly, if you go through the litany of things that he's done, it's never really been anything that bad. It's knuckleheaded, just, It's but it's, it's not. it's not
0: Suarez or Winston-like.
1: Exactly. I mean, you know, the guy does. You know, the worst crimes he commits, I think, are like parking violations. <laughs> um, it's just, you know, he he's been an immature kid growing up. True. Um, you know, he's been handed everything. He's been shielded from, you know, criticism. You know, it's always been well. If you criticize him, you know, he won't play for you. But I mean, yes, he wrote something on Twitter. I don't really have a problem with what he wrote. I mean, to me that's very tongue in cheek. Hey, it's a rivalry. Yeah. It, it's an admitted rivalry. It is it is the Duke Carolina it is the Red Sox Yankees of Britain. Certainly. You know, they're they're the two most successful ones ever and they go at it and they go at it back and forth with each other. I mean, you know, you'll hear Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher um on I believe they're on Sky Sports together. I mean, they go at each other and they're both retired. <laughs> And they're going to talk jump between Liverpool and Man United. It's what they do. Um, Also add to the fact that, you know, Balotelli, not only a Liverpool player, he was a Man City player, which is also probably their second biggest rival. So I'm sure he has no love lost for United. He made a tweet. You know, could he have not made the tweet? Sure. But... I tell you, man, this is a real problem in Europe. I think most people always say, "Well, it's on the continent; it's everywhere, man." And and I'm gonna tell you the truth, you know. And th- this might come off. Some people might disagree with me the way I say this, but you know, in America, all we hear about is how you know racist everyone in America is. How you know, you know, between whites and blacks in America, there's oh, there's all this racism. Everything's horrible. Um, you know. <laughs> I don't see many people, you know, openly attacking, you know, let's just let's just say Michael Vick. I mean, yes, Michael Vick got attacked for what he did, mm-hmm. but it wasn't openly, you know, the N-word. Anyone calling him a monkey, anything like that, is just people attacking him for what he did. I mean, Ed, truly, do we need to almost look at America and say you know, folks, we're actually really tolerant compared to everyone else in the world. Yeah, I
0: mean, I was, I'm trying to think of someone who would be a little more comparable uh, in term in terms of being a somewhat um, knucklehead. Maybe, maybe Puig, even yeah, though even yeah, though he's a Puig. bit different nationality, yeah.
1: or, or even truly, um, Jameis, to a, to a little higher Oof. level, stupider level is Jameis. Oof. But I mean, even what Jameis has done, Ed, most of it has been dumb kid, immature as crap.
0: I I hope that's true. There, yeah, I, I I still I once to to me once even if it's not true, once the word rape starts getting thrown around,
1: uh, very true, very uh, true.
0: That that and that's why I didn't mention him when when the, I because I, because yeah. the other stuff, the crab legs, the BB gun garbage all that yeah that's knucklehead once you start
1: that's that's actually very battle (laughs)
0: yeah 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 yeah
1: yeah the the screaming uh the screaming the obscenity you know you know who the you know what the actual
0: answer is you know what the answer is it's cam newton
1: oh god there you go that's the answer it's cam yeah um but i mean you know yes i mean personally and i i have displayed many times i despise cam newton Mm-hmm. Ed, the very last thing I'm going to do is get onto a Twitter board and call Cam Newton the N-word or call right. him an ape or anything along those lines. Why? Mm-hmm. Because, Ed, I don't think that way. I don't like Cam Newton for the reasons I don't like Tim Tebow. Yeah. yeah. Here's the biggest reason. Tim Tebow, I don't like you. You went to Florida. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's the biggest reason for disliking you mm-hmm. over anything in the world. You went to Florida. Cam Newton. You went to Auburn. I just yep. I don't like where you went. I mean, there's my biggest reasons, um, but I mean it's oh, it's sick, it's gross, it's terrible. You know, I mean, racism. I mean, racism is just so stupid. This is something that also seems to
0: really be a problem in in, in Europe. I mean, this is this is the only place. I mean, you talk about it, it doesn't really happen in America. But in in Europe we're almost routinely hearing, oh well, fans won't be allowed into the home stadium because of racist chanting.
1: Exactly. I mean it's like it's like if one team has like two African players, it's like they just pick those guys out and just go after them and attack every single stitch of their heritage that they possibly can. And to me it's just like I I just I don't understand where that's coming from at all. Yeah.
0: I, I, I would have figured Europe would be a little more progressive.
1: Uh, yeah. I, I mean all over here is about how much more you know how Americans are in the are stuck in the past and we're not progressive, you know. Um, yeah, but we're not chanting racist chants at you know sporting events or anything as well. So uh, we must be doing something right over here.
0: Yeah, it's it, it's it's disheartening, truly hear this I I am not the biggest Balotelli fan in the world but he he doesn't deserve this Um, and it also mentions the article uh, not just him but in 2013 when he was at Roma uh, it was him and uh, Kevin Prince Boateng and you are not going to find a person who despises uh, Prince Boateng more than me probably Uh, I I saw enough of him the last two World Cups I don't like the guy and uh, the thing that happened with him in this past World Cup when he got sent back to Ghana yeah, he's not a great. He's not a great dude. He doesn't deserve that. He doesn't. And neither does Balotelli. I, I
1: mean, myself, you know, I, I did basically the, the thing that made me like Balotelli was his laundry. Because before Balotelli signed with Liverpool, I really did not have many good things to say about Balotelli. Yeah. But they had nothing to do with his skin color yeah, or his very ethnicity. True. Yes, I might have given him some crap for being Italian. That's obviously acceptable. Yeah, bloody fascist. (laughs) But but, you know, I mean, even that was always in good humor. I mean, but you know, just I don't know. I just I don't get it, man. It's so ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I I I hope that they find whoever these people are. Obviously, the internet's a weird place. But man, it just 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 lay off the guy. You know, you know, call him call him stupid. Call him a no talent hack.
1: Well yeah, call him a bum. Tell him he sucks. Tell him, yeah. you know, he's a sack of crap who can't play. And Yeah, tell him you'll know,
0: never live up to the, the Liverpool contract.
1: Yeah, I mean tell him when he comes to old Trafford, you know, um, you know, Chris Smalling's gonna go in for a tackle, of course, make a bad tackle and break his leg, you know. <laughs> I mean you know, talk <laughs> to him. I got no problem with some <laughs> talk. But once you cross that line you've really you've really gone to a place where no one needs to go.
0: yeah, it's it's really disturbing so Europe uh, and I remember I think this even happened in uh, Brazil with uh, Gremio. Uh, get your stuff together. Get it together. We don't we, need, we don't need this. We got a <laughs> ton of people now in America liking soccer. Let's give Absolutely. them something to be proud of, please. We have enough corruption with uh, with bladder. Let's not screw it up with actual fans being terrible too, right?
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Alright, Wes, speaking of a place where there's many, many chance for violence, let's get So Raw.
1: Oh man. It's, it's time, man. It's time. Oh, let me let me grab this KY over here real quick. Mm. Ah, mm. here we go. Oh, the files are feeling a little greasy now. We really
0: they, need to go ahead and get sponsored by KY. Oh,
1: they should. KY KY presents So Raw. Um, all right, and let's begin with what was the biggest story out of WWE in the past week. On uh, Saturday morning, we received notification that Roman Reigns, your personal favorite wrestler that Absolutely. you've never seen in your life, yep, um, Roman Reigns, rushed to a hospital in Nashville, Tennessee, where he had emergency hernia surgery. Is this uh, is
0: this a legitimate story is this, or is this a plot
1: line? This is this is not a. Uh, this is a shoot, as they say. This is not a uh, work. This is a shoot. Mm. Uh, Roman Reigns had hernias. Had a a um, oh what did they, an incarcerated hernia, Oof. um, and had to have surgery on Saturday morning, and he is out of action for most likely the next two months. Um, left and and that's leaving a hole in roster because you know Reigns is one of those guys, uh, as they say. Had a had a rocket strapped to his butt yeah. and uh, was firing straight up toward the top. Um, this is a tough one for him, you know. You hate it for the guy who, you know, for whatever you may think about his profession. Here's a guy who is quickly climbing the ladder of his profession, mm-hmm. and suddenly, you know, he's being sidelined. And the thing about wrestling, Ed, it's, it it's you know, it's kind of like baseball. It's kind of like football in a way, where if you're not performing and someone else is you can quickly be forgotten. Yeah. If you know what I mean. <sighs> um, Ed, excuse me real quick while I chuck this dog, okay? Sure. Sao Paulo, oh, yes, Sao Paulo dogs. Oh, God. Sao Paulo dogs <sighs> calling. Hold on. Okay. So, uh, you know, like I say, you know, just Roman Reigns, that is definitely a guy that we're going to miss um, on the roster. But, and what that does is that opens up uh, – that does open up a spot for other guys. To try and fill a void. Mm -hmm. Um, And who was the biggest one? The returning lunatic fringe, Dean Ambrose. Yay! Nope, he's back. As he said, I'm back. I'm not dead, so that's a good thing. Uh, Ambrose returning at the Night of Champions pay-per-view. Obviously, a quick rewrite in the script where, you know, suddenly it was going to be Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. Suddenly Roman Reigns cannot go. Um, so Seth Rollins comes to the ring, issues an open challenge to anyone who wants some. And, of course, uh, the next thing we see is a taxicab screeching into the arena and out steps Dean Ambrose. Of course. And um, as you would assume, Ed, uh, the place went nuts. I'm sure it did. It went nuts. And, of course, by the place, I also mean uh, my living room. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was great. Um, as, I, as I channeled my inner um, 11-year-old and went crazy. That's great. Along great. with my actual 10-year-old So, um, Ambrose coming back uh, resumes the fight with Seth Rollins. Um, has looks like he's joined forces with America's good guy, John Cena. Hooray. Cena, Brock Lesnar had a. Uh, I thought they had a really good match Sunday night at Night of Champions. It, it looked like John Cena was going to uh, make Brock Lesnar tap out when all of a sudden here comes Seth Rollins, Mister Money in the Bank, with his briefcase, knocks out John Cena. Curb stomps Brock Lesnar and goes to uh, cash in his Money in the Bank title shot. But before they could ring the bell, that American hero John Cena was up and ran off Rollins. So we got a false Money in the Bank cash in. Um, and once again, John Cena ruins life, as I like to say.
0: Pretty much. Just
1: by being himself and selling Fruity Pebbles. Um, on Monday night, storyline advanced. Um Looks like the next pay-per-view coming up is called Hell in a Cell. Mm. Uh, I'm I'm a big fan of the Hell in a Cell match. I remember watching the very first one ever uh, back in 1997. Oh, wow. That's right. I'm old school, Ed, old Mm. school and hardcore. Um, And now they've built a pay-per-view around the match. Uh, I believe we're going to get Ambrose and Rollins in the cell, which I'm really excited about, and we'll most likely get uh, Cena and Lesnar 3 in the cell. So uh, definitely some good things to look forward to coming up over the next month. Like I said, for a couple months at least, uh, we will not have Roman Reigns. That puts him on the same sideline as, uh, of course, Daniel Bryan and uh, you know other top performer like um, uh, Wade Barrett and, of course, with no CM Punk at the company right now. There is there is somewhat of a talent drain at the top right now for WWE, something they need to keep their eye on. Oh, goodness.
0: Well, hopefully hopefully they'll get on that. Well, I'd
1: hope so. If not, they need to call me and get me on the creative team.
0: (laughs) How's the the writing going? (laughs) The writing? (laughs) You talked about this last week.
1: (laughs) Uh, Still poor. Aw, I'm sorry. uh, Getting better, hopefully, but, you know, just not where it needs to be.
0: Well, hopefully it will get better this next week as we get another edition of So Raw on the next episode of the All New The Sports of the Podcast, and we'll we'll, we'll work on getting that uh, that uh, sponsorship with uh, KY Jelly.
1: It would be a good one.
0: It would be. It would be very good. Um, we'll work on that, and of course we'll work on getting you a bunch more stuff to talk about on episode twenty-two. The only sports of the podcast will be back for that. Uh we'll have plenty more soccer to talk to you about. Of course, a big weekend in the Premier League this weekend. It is Derby weekend. West Bradshaw, of course, you want to set up the Merseyside Derby? Oh
1: god. Um, besides the fact that I'm completely terrified, even though Everton's playing like absolute sh- oh. <laughs> um I I am completely terrified, America. Um I could see this thing being three to one Liverpool, or I could see it being like five to five. In which case, I would, I would probably end up in a hospital somewhere.
0: Oh no! Oh god! Ten though, that would be fun. That's that's the American game right there. Oh god!
1: Well, of course, last year, um, I believe this thing was like four to four last year at Goodison. Yes. So, <laughs> um, and, absolute, and and it was, it was. Uh, it was it was charted as, you know, this is the game that hopefully America was watching because this will cause them to fall in love with soccer. Yes. So uh, we'll, we'll just have to see, won't we?
0: Oh, yes. We'll also be seeing on Saturday at 1230 the North London derby uh, between Arsenal and Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, go for uh, the Spurs. Of course, go for Spurs. Uh, hopefully not in the face. Uh, I could easily see this one being a one-one draw. Hopefully, after some confidence built in the Capital One Cup um, for Spurs, they can make a run at it. And of course, I will be in Raleigh this Saturday to cheer on my Spurs over at Crabtree Tavern at 12:30. Um, it's going to be a fun one. Getting my Friedel jersey. My Friedel jersey is in.
1: All right, super.
0: I will be wearing my kit of my third string keeper.
1: Yay. Yay. It's a front table over at the uh, at the uh, pub.
0: Oh. When when is the uh when's the Merseyside Derby this
1: weekend? Oh geez, I'm not good with times. Um oh, couldn't even tell you. I almost wanna say it'll be Sunday since uh Liverpool, of course, playing in Champions League they've been playing a lot of Sunday matches
0: let me let me see they might not simply because they're they're not in Champions League this week. Oh ooh uh, mm-hmm. Saturday 7 forty five. so get your morning started the right way.
1: Well luckily I have uh, I have my very own <laughs> alarm clock to get me up that early so <laughs> of course she will not be wanting to watch uh, no soccer by any means but oh. that's okay.
0: Thanks talk sport radio. Jesus Christ! (laughs) Of course, uh, we also will be keeping an eye on the 10 a.m. match on Saturday. Manchester United hosting suddenly resurgent West Ham, uh, which hopefully the Hammers get all three there. Um, On Sunday, there's West Brom versus Burnley. In case you guys are interested in that, and there's no Monday football. So, Uh, oh no, I'm sorry, there is an even better match: Stoke versus Newcastle. So well,
1: that, that would be interesting if for nothing else uh just the uh just the chance to see Newcastle go up in flames.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry, can we not for that can we not move Liverpool Everton to the Sunday afternoon match and put it on NBC? Like can we not do that?
1: It would make sense, but you know
0: we move everybody else's matches to Sunday. Really, we can't do this one. So
1: I'm saying.
0: Uh, also, Chelsea versus Aston Villa, two teams at the top of the table. That will be at 10 a.m. on Saturday. So get get your fill of soccer on Saturday. And then on Sunday, um, I don't know, watch something else, I suppose.
1: Uh, not the NFL, though.
0: Nope. Definitely not doing that. Um, so when you're not watching the NFL on Sunday, but you are watching the Premier League matches on Saturday, give us your thoughts on Twitter at All New Sports Show. Of course, West, put yourself over
1: uh, at West Bradshaw twenty one on the Twitter.
0: I am at Edward Green. Of course, you can also reach us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash All New Sports Show, Instagram, Instagram.com slash All New Sports Show, YouTube.com slash The All Sports Show. Email us, All Sports Show at gmail.com. Mail us at 1701 Sunset Avenue Suite 201 Rocky Mountain, North Carolina 27804. And hey, I think Wes needs a new dog, so uh, send him one.
1: Would love to get rid of the two that I have now.
0: Oh, poor things.
1: A two for one would be great.
0: Of course, uh, find us uh, find this podcast in case uh, you are listening to this at work uh, from someone else's computer when they forgot to plug in their headphones. uh, In which case, I'm sorry we said a lot. Um, otherwise not so much. Um, but you can go to podbean.com and look up all new sports are there. You can also find us on iTunes and you can also find us on Stitcher radio. So check us out at any of those mediums. Wes, before we get out of here, anything to add?
1: Um, if you haven't seen it, uh, everybody just needs to go Google the, uh, the South Park, Washington Redskins. (laughs) Yeah. um apparently uh tonight was the premiere and they have actually updated the roster as uh rg3 is out kirk cousins is in and it looks like jay gruden is in as well
0: oh god bless south park for them being able to do things that fast (laughs) oh
1: good times how have we have
0: we had a podcast for now 21 weeks and i don't think we've ever talked about the redskins controversy
1: because I think it's literally the stupidest controversy there's ever been. Oh, uh, I mean, what's the controversy? You've got like five people who are mad about it. So other people just want to take it as a as a cause for whatever reason. Oh, uh, we'll talk. So freaking football team. Oh. Uh,
0: We'll talk about this later. But anyway, um, please join us next week for episode 22. Um, We're going to go nurse our hangovers after a big 21st episode. Um, And by nursing our hangover, we mean go to sleep. Because we are tired and we have actual jobs to get to the next morning. So from all of us.
1: Within five minutes of this being over, I'm out
0: awesome so from all of us here at the all new sports show for producer des that is west bradshaw on the other end i am edward green thank you so much for joining us here on the all new sports Show, the podcast catch us next week for another great episode good night everybody good night
1: war, war picking up america
0: oh please not in the face arsenal not in the face this week
1: no oh screw it it's all good oh, yes.